Welcome back to Animation Fascination. I'm Mark Viver, and with me again is Stanford Clark. Hey there. And if you haven't listened or watched to us before, watching this podcast focuses on the world of animation. In each episode, we feature all the latest news from an around the animation industry and the main topic discussing a TV series, film, or something else, whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion. If it's animated, it is up for discussion to geek out about. So this week is, it's kind of like a, a shorter bonus episode to kind of close out the year. It's episode 98, and we're going to be talking about Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which is the sequel to the spinoff of the Shrek series. So we got the first film back in 11 years ago in 2011, which is kind of crazy. All uh, right. And like this film has been through like all kind of different variations uh since then um, so like it, it kind of was like in a development uh different development statuses since i want to say november 2012 and then last week uh was it last week everything kind of blurs <laughs> the past few weeks together uh we talked about guillermo del toro's pinocchio uh guillermo del toro's had like we spoke about and that was the executive producer on that first movie too um, so they had already done like some script drafts and stuff for a sequel back uh, during the development of the the first film and the director Chris Miller who had wanted or who had done that first film as well had wanted to take Puss on, um, on like different adventures and whatnot uh, and there wasn't any kind of updates with the film until like around April of 2014 um, when Antonio Banderas basically at that point had said that the work on the sequel had finally begun at that point. So the, again, this is still like what, like eight years ago. At this yeah, point. I was gonna say, yeah. and it's been a while. Yeah, like I mean, and animated films, I mean, generally take about. I think it's been getting shorter just with the technology, but uh, about like five, four to five four to years. Five so. years, yeah. And depending on like the medium, whether it's the, like the CG uh animated films or if it's you know like like a stop motion films or even like hand-drawn animated films which there's not that many of but there are still a few uh so like back in june 2014 the movie at that point was then titled uh puss in boots 2 nine lives and 40 thieves but i mean that title has a whole bunch of numbers in it and that's i feel like that could get confusing super quick um, but it seems yeah. like generally just with that title already, they kind of had the idea of kind of like the nine lives kind of thing going on in there at that point. Yes. And, and at that point, it was scheduled to come out November 2nd of 2018. That is, wow. And then 
at that point, it was then pushed back to December of 2018. Uh, all the while, in January 2015, Puss in Boots 2 was removed from the release schedule following uh, like a corporate restructuring that DreamWorks Animation was having at that time. And they had like a new policy of only releasing two films a year. Uh, so then two months later, at that point, Banderas had said in an interview that the script was under restructuring uh, and that Shrek may appear in the film. So cut to November of 2018, and then it was revealed at that point that uh, Chris Milandari, who is the founder and CEO of Illumination, uh, that both the movie and Shrek 5 were in the works. Uh, but however, there weren't other news. There wasn't other news after this, uh, leaving the fate of both films uncertain for a year. Um, and then back in February of 2019, it was then actually revealed that the sequel was still in development. Uh, and then here's also partly why I'm wearing like this whole get up today was that the, uh, if you're watching, if you're listening, what I just said went over your head. <laughs> now with mm -hmm. the undetermined release, uh, uh, Bob per Parachetti, am I pronouncing his name right, Stanford? I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, who was uh, one of the, the directors of Into the Spider-Verse uh, directed the film. Which, after watching The Last Wish, you can definitely see the influences of uh, Into the Spider-Verse on uh, the Puss in Boots sequel. Uh, but we'll get into that a little bit more in a second. And then finally, in August of 2020, uh, DreamWorks Animation trademarked the name of the of the title of the film as we've seen it now. Uh, and th then at that point, it was then scheduled to come out uh, March 15th of this year. Then it was pushed one more time to September 23rd of this year. And then finally, it was finally pushed to eight days ago, uh, December 21st of 2022. And now it's finally out in theaters uh, as of December 29th, 2022. What a, what a journey this film's on. And I know that probably yeah. lots of films, you know, this happens to, but this is this was, you know, a bit of a doozy, I, I think. <laughs> but oh, what, yeah. what a relief they must all feel to have the film, you know, completed and out there and people enjoying it. Yeah. And like before we get into the like talking about the film itself. Uh, what were kind of your like overall impressions, thoughts of the Puss in Boots sequel? You know, Mark, I had a blast. Uh, it's one that I've really been looking forward to. I instantly, when, when the trailers started getting, you know, kind of heavy rotation started. I mean, the trailers, I'm trying to remember the first trailer I saw, I believe it was earlier this year. And I can't remember if they were shooting for that September release date, you know, or not. Yeah. Uh, that's so. one thing I yeah, but still instantly I noticed that they were doing something different with the animation and I was all for it. Uh, I I and I I love it the uh, painterly style that they employed in this film. It really gives it a unique look, yeah. and I think really enhanced my enjoyment of the film. And then also the film is just it's just funny. I, I thought the script was solid, and and uh, I, I I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I would agree. Like you and I had talked about like how the animation looked too in previous episodes of uh, the podcast with um, like when we had seen the trailer and kind of seeing 
Uh, the same way like Miles is kind of animated on yes. like twos and threes in Into yep. the Spider Verse. Uh, like they did kind of the same thing here in this movie with Puss. Exactly. Um, and not just him, like uh, like the like the sleeping giant. Yeah, uh, near the beginning of the film's kind of done like that same way. Yeah, and I just liked the like overall kind of like production style and um, design to the entire film too. Like it it doesn't really super like de- it's not like a super departure from like what you're used to, right? Of very subtle. from Shrek. Yeah, it's like if you. Yeah, like if you like very subtly meshed the kind of art styles of Into the Spider-Verse with the Shrek films and the previous Puss in Boots movie, you would get kind of the look of this movie, which I thought was really well done. I liked uh, like we got some returning voice cast too, like Antonio Banderas is obviously back as uh, Puss in Boots and then Sam Hayek returned as, uh, oh, sorry, Sam Hayek Penal. Uh returned as kitty soft paws and uh so some of the like the new cast in this too is harvey uh gillian who i don't know if you've watched the show uh stanford but the the show what we do in the shadows he played he plays funny enough a character named guillermo on that uh he played uh Pareto in this uh the dog kind of masquerading as a cat who, yes. really, wa- who really wants his belly rubbed um which uh, side note, my son's review of this movie, because he actually got to see it before I did, was that the only thing that he did not like the movie and that he thought made it bad uh, was when Perito showed up. And he he did not. He oh, he didn't care for the yeah, character. Apparently, yeah, he, he did not care for uh, him at all in the movie. Okay. But I don't, I, I don't know. I liked him. I thought he was funny. I thought he was funny. Yeah, I thought he was good. I thought he was a good sidekick slash yeah. comic relief you know yeah yeah uh, kind of like kind of fitting in that same vein as like humpty dumpty uh like with zach alfanakis in the the first movies he's he's kind of the bad guy but kind of like a sidekick uh as well and it's kind of like that um comedic relief in that first movie but i thought that he did the, a good job in this one too and then we had a uh, florence Pugh uh was goldilocks which I liked this whole casting of uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Oh my goodness, that was one of my favorite things about it. I thought yeah. the kind of the subplot, and then also just their care how they how they put those characters in the film was so great. It was like right out of the Guy Ritchie movie or something, yeah. you know. And yeah, uh, but they're just bears and Goldilocks, <laughs> which I can almost <laughs> see in like like you saying that with a Guy Ritchie movie. Like I could see the characters still being called. Like Goldilocks, yes. Mama Bear, Papa likewise, Bear, Mama Bear, Bear, Papa Bear, and Baby Bear. Yeah, but I mean, then and but then they'd all just like obviously be humans in that. But yes, um, but yeah, I liked uh, Florence Pugh as Goldilocks, uh, Olivia Coleman as Mama Bear, uh, Ray Winstone as Papa Bear, um, Samson Ko as Baby Bear, uh, and then kind of a holdover from Spider Verse Two is that you had John Mulaney as Big yeah. Jack Horner. Yeah. Rather than little Jack Horner yeah. in the corner, he got big. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm. I'm gonna call this character right now uh, just the big bad wolf. Um, until yeah. we get into a little bit more about the movie, but yeah, I like I like that. I liked uh, Wagner Mora in in this as well. Uh, oh, I did too. He was really good. 
Yeah, and then uh, we have some uh, returning characters. Uh, talking about Guillermo del Toro and Pinocchio again, uh, Cody Cameron. Uh, yes, came back to do kind of a voice cameo as Pinocchio. It was, yeah, a little cameo. Uh, and then Conrad Vernon, a little voice cameo as Gingerbread. As Gingy, the gingerbread yeah, man. is back. <laughs> uh, and then like uh, Shrek and Donkey and Geppetto all kind of have uh, little cameos too, but they're all like you know and like a like a flashback when puss is kind of seeing his life flash before his eyes in a part of the movie which i thought was really cool and then there's a little uh flashback of amelda from the the first puss in boots movie too uh now uh like get really getting into this uh i i really enjoyed this a lot i thought like like we've already said the visual style to this movie as compared to like the first i mean the first movie looked really beautiful as well too uh like i think what's kind of interesting about like the like these two puss and boots movies is that like it almost seems like these movies like shouldn't work as like yeah. being like a like a spin-off of like the shrek films but i think this is almost actually maybe like the only character that could work as it its own spinoff from there like because if he did like a donkey movie by himself or yeah or like i don't even i can't like every other character only kind of fits or works like in small doses and as part of like the shrek characters ensemble mm-hmm. but uh like in these two movies it i mean that it shows that like how much uh puss can work as himself um his own character and drive the whole entire movie. Uh, I did like in this one too, that we got a little, uh, uh, cameo, uh, back to the, Oh, cat. Uh, like when, uh, when Puss makes his way to the, the kind of sh- the cat shelter. Yes. Cause that was one of my, my favorite jokes in the first movie, just cause <laughs> it like caught me so off guard. I remember when I watched that first movie that I like, I had, no, I saw it in the theaters, but I, I remember that I like laughed for like a good maybe like five minutes just because of how much it caught caught me off guard while watching it. Yes. Uh, in in this, what did you think about like kind of like the overall story where uh, basically this is uh, Puss's ninth life that he's on, and if he dies, that's it. And like the overall kind of more uh, like moral of the story being kind of to enjoy the or maybe not uh i guess a better way to phrase it maybe would be is that when you only have that one life to live you appreciate it uh and don't take it for granted as much as if you think you have something else to continue with after that if if this is all that you have make this entirely worth it yeah yeah so that when that one is over at least you did all that you could during that time and don't just assume that you're going to get another chance to to do something else yeah i really liked how they use that as the really kind of the foundation of the of the script and part of the reason i like it so much is because the setup is really funny i think (laughs) the eight ways it's technically the seven way the ways that puss has died before his eighth death and uh 
He's not a math guy. You're right. <laughs> so those those were funny to me, and and uh, I I I thought it was I thought it was clever. I also liked too though how they how how they set up how Puss could possibly you know get get his his wish granted. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, and so how that how that plays in not only with through the title, but then again through through the kind of the uh, uh, prologue, you know, of the of the film uh, that explains how that all, all all works. Anyway, it worked for me, Mark. I liked it a lot. What about what did you think? Yeah, I liked that. I I I always like when the like these like like because you and I have said this before too is the animated films. And TV shows aren't just for uh, children or kids or younger people. Um, I like when the the stories or like the overall message for like these films or TV shows has a very kind of mature uh, overall uh, story to tell with it. Yeah. And whereas you and I may take something uh, away from the last wish that maybe like, I don't know, like a seven-year-old watching. Right. The, that a, that a young child isn't going to t- take from it. Yeah. Like but, they'll, they'll enjoy like all like the different cat jokes and stuff with, with us um, in the movie. But, uh, but again, they're also subtly learning uh, different lessons like this about how to appreciate different things and not to take stuff for granted yeah, um, and how to be like trustworthy and stuff like that, and I liked all of that with it, and I uh, like the different messages of like friendship within the movie too. Uh, I liked. Um, it's kind of interesting too to get into spoilers a bit now too, is with uh, where like the movie ends, and with uh, Kitty Softpaws, um, Puss in Boots, and uh, let's see, Hardy uh, Perito. Well, Perito, um, yeah. They're all like on the like the ship that they stole basically, and they're sailing to. And he's like, "Time to go see some friends I haven't seen in a while." And it, like you see far, far away, so you're like, yeah. "Oh, okay." So is is this Puss in Boots three or is this Shrek five? My guess is, or is it Shrek both? five? Maybe both. Maybe both. Yeah. But I think I think we're we're long overdue for another Shrek film. Yeah. So so my guess is that it's. I mean, like I know, Mark, but, you know, I just, when I first saw that, you know, the end of the film, I thought, oh, there's, you know, there's going to be another Shrek movie. Yeah. And well, like when you said, when I was talking about like the development of this, they had at one, one of those points, they did indicate something about making a Shrek five. Yeah. Um, But who knows? And then like this film had that new DreamWorks animation to it where it had like the cool. Yeah. Which ends with shrek and fiona and donkey yep um talking to the the dreamworks kid silhouette i don't know yeah i don't, I don't know the, does the that dreamworks fishing yeah, kid yeah does does he or she have a name i don't they? know we should check on that because <laughs> i don't know you wonder if yeah. maybe they've named him internally at dreamworks or something but yeah, i just know it's the, the dreamworks fishing kid that's what it kind of goes through my mind yeah, because like we know, like the lamp for Pixar is Luxo Junior. So it, right, it, it feels like that, like that kid should have a name too. Yeah, oh, I agree. But they've sure uh, given him more of a personality, you know. So it feels like, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Uh, oh, the, so like one of the other things that I thought was interesting in this too with uh, Big Jack Horner, uh, with John Mulaney as him was the like how basically because like his story wasn't even like a fairy tale and it was just a, a nursery rhyme. He was kind of like compensating for that later as as he got older within like this this world of of like the Shrek series, Puss in Boots series. Yes. Um where he had basically like taken or stolen a bunch of like magical objects. Some of it was kind of dark too, but like the fact that like he had a whole bunch of like baby unicorn horns. So I was like, are those baby unicorns dead? Yeah. He killed a bunch of baby unicorns. Yeah. He had, a... like, yeah. He had like Cinderella's uh <laughs> slipper. Yes. Um, who like we've seen Cinderella in Trek one two and three i want to say maybe even four um she had a bigger part in i want to say the third movie uh but yeah yeah like all of i thought that was kind of interesting too but he had like mary poppins bag which i thought and and, and her uh, uh umbrella yeah which I, so i liked how they worked mary kind of worked mary poppins into the, the world of shrek now too in a way mm-hmm. um but <laughs> I thought, like like you had said, I liked all the stuff with like the three bears and Goldilocks because they're kind of positioned as like an antagonist and like bad guys, um, but that really ends up obviously becoming like Big Jack Horner more so than anyone else. Like even yeah. uh, like we brought up the Big Bad Wolf, but Probably more so than the Big Bad Wolf, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. with that, we find out that that's actually death. Which, when you go back and think about it, it kind of makes sense because, like, the weapon that that they're using is like the like, the two like hand sides. Yes. Um, so that kind of fits with that too. It and totally like, fits. Even like wearing like like the robe over over their head. Um. So I, I liked that kind of whole story too, and it was basically like after Puss had kind of shown he wasn't like an arrogant um cat anymore that just kind of would give away his life willy-nilly that yeah he then earned respect from death again at that point so i thought that that was kind of a cool thing in there too i liked Uh, it too mark you know when 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 death you know shows up early on in the film again with that beautiful painterly style that they use yeah that turns red you know how the how the background goes to red Yeah, just like yeah that'll pick red and it is scary you know, and yeah. I think, and uh, I th- I thought that was really effective, and a really effective way toward the character. You know, I mean, for Puss in Boots to kind of get a reality check, like, oh crap, you know, I, yeah, I am gonna die. <laughs> you know? yeah. I, I thought it was very effective. Yeah, and the, like even like the whole like whistling uh, that yes. that he did to that was like kind of creepy, <laughs> and very effective as far as being like creepy like that. Uh, the i i liked the like that whole kind of uh like the cave of lost souls kind of sequence yes. in here too me too um and like you saw like like the different lives basically that uh that puss had had during the well not during the course of the movie but like during the course of his eight lives so far up leading up to this ninth life yeah um, i liked how that one version of him too is like super jacked <laughs> like, Puss yes. in Boots doesn't need a spotter. <laughs> oh. 
Plus, it's just weird to see like a like a, a cat like like with ripped like pecs and abs too. So it's kind of weird. Although, yeah. speaking of character design, I did. Funny. I, I thought it was very clever how they had him have a beard for a while, where it was yes. just basically like the cat fur on his face grew longer. Yes, I, I liked that a lot. I included it, it in funny. The, the short for this yeah. episode. I thought it was really funny too, because again, it's just kind of like a visual representation of how he just kind of lets himself go, right? Just yeah. bother, or yeah, and just how long he's like been there and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked all that. What and what was kind of funny. Speaking of like the uh, Mary Poppins stuff in there with like the bag being, uh, you know, having basically like a infinite portal vortex in it, um, and then was like basically interacting with the eight other versions of himself i got a lot of doctor who vibes from like that yeah and, it's like and I almost, somebody's watched doctor who yeah dreamworks I, <laughs> I almost wondered i was i was like does each time plus dies does he like actually like die and this is kind of a sort of kind of sort of new version of oh interesting him yeah and, and maybe that's why he can't really really remember how many times that he's died because i don't know or just because it seems like like some of the stuff like is lessons that he's already learned before too yeah like as far as not like being arrogant between like him showing between the, the first time he's he showed up in shrek 2 um up through shrek 3 or and then the first post in boots movie um, just like the different character arc he's been on throughout, I guess. One, two, three, four. I guess he's been in five movies now. He's so he's actually had, or no, four movies. Four movies, yeah. Two, three, four. Yes, four, isn't it? Yeah, because he wasn't. Yeah, because he wasn't in the first. Alone. Yeah, because he wasn't in the first Shrek movie. Yeah. So two. No, it was five. Because he was in. Was he in four? Yeah, so two, three, four, and then Puss in Boots one, Puss in Boots two. So, yeah. so, so he's actually had more. He's actually had more movies than Shrek. Or mo- <laughs> he's been in more movies than Shrek. If you don't count the small cameo that Shrek had in this movie, right? I gotta yeah. tell you, Mark. Just a shout out though to Antonio Banderas, who is so brilliant in this role. Oh yeah, uh, and he's singing he, this one too. Yeah, I mean he, you know, he has to carry the film. And he does it with such panache. He's so, and he's just so funny. You know, I just, uh, Puss in Boots is just really one of my favorite characters from the Shrek universe. Although yeah. there's many, there's many, you know, but he's just, no wonder he's had so many movies, I think, because he's like, he's just so good. And I'm so glad Antonio Banderas continues to, to, to voice him, you know, this is so yeah. funny. So good. And, and I mean, if, and then if people haven't seen it, if you like, the if you want if you wanted to see what it would be like if Puss in Boots was in live action, uh, just go back to 1995 and watch uh, <laughs> Robert Rodriguez's Desperado. Yeah, with Robert Rodriguez or sorry, well, with Robert Rodriguez as director, Antonio and, Banderas, and Sam Hayek. Hayek. Yeah, in the film, absolutely. So. so Puss in Boots yeah. in, in in the flesh. <laughs> yeah, like he's even like uh even like plays you know like, um like the like the guitar in there because the first 
the first film. It doesn't star yeah. him in the first film, but it's supposed to be the same character. Um, but there's some similarities there. Uh, he uses a, a gun and uh, Desperado as compared to a you know like a nice little fine needle his, point uh, sword. Yeah, his sword. But yeah, yeah. If if you want a more adult live action version of Puss <laughs> yes. in Boots, check out uh, Desperado. Definitely check that out. And Once Upon a Time Mexico. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was just thinking of that because I was like, I know that like the two two of them have been in, in films together before. I almost want even want to say that wasn't Sam Hayek in one of the uh, Zorro films too with Antonio Banderas, which again, which is is. Again, if you want a live action Puss in Boots, there's the Antonio Banderas Zorro movies too. So um, yeah, a little bit, little bit of typecasting going on with uh, um, having uh, Antonio Banderas play Puss in Boots uh, between Legend of Zorro and or no, it's Catherine Zeta Jones in the Catherine Zeta Jones in the Zorro movie, wasn't? Yeah, but it was Antonio Banderas. So yeah, Antonio Banderas. Yeah. As Puss in Boots is basically a mixture of Antonio Banderas as Zorro and uh, Desper- the El Mariachi yeah. from. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, I enjoyed this a lot. Like we've said, the visual style was great. The The story was really well done. I, I always like how they incorporate the different kind of like fairy tale uh, stories and objects into these films yes starting with the first shrek movie and like different and imaginative ways yeah. uh and if this is how like they'll do the production design from now on maybe not from now on but like maybe if they gives uh if they do a shrek 5 or if say there's a person beats puss in boots 3 that yes. just has shrek in it or donkey or whoever um and it is done still in this same kind of painterly hybrid of what we've seen before with the Shrek uh, world and the Puss in Boots films uh, and then mix that with like what we've seen in like the uh, visual style of the Spider-Verse films. I think that has a lot of that it can do with it, especially between like what we saw in the bad guys earlier this year too. Yes. I was going to say the bad guys is really good. Yeah. Who also showed up in the, that new DreamWorks opening. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad that there's more like innovation going on animation wise with DreamWorks films. So it's not all the kind of the same thing. I'm assuming we'll get some kind of new uh, ideas and reimaginings of how animation's done a little bit with the next Kung Fu Panda movie too, that they've got coming up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like overall, I really enjoyed this movie. I liked the music to it. Like we've said, uh, i i liked like you'll have to check that out but um it i I really enjoyed the like the the song that they kind of used a a few times in the movie with um the hero song that he sings in it but overall uh was there any kind of like exiting thoughts that you wanted to say about the movie as we kind of close out our discussion on the last wish yeah, so I just, again, was so impressed with the production of this film. And it really felt, even though these these were, you know, characters that many of the kids, like Puss in Boots and Kitty Softpaws, you know, we know. Uh, 
it's still it really felt fresh to me yeah. and that this was not just a rehash or a money grab you know or something stupid it was it was it, i thought they tried hard and this is one of those sequels that and i think in a lot of ways it was going to worth the wait we yeah of course it would have been nice to have had it earlier but i think that if if they had released it earlier like they had planned you know like you had gone through the you know the history of this production that we probably would not we, we, we definitely would have had this type of film yeah. with uh with this innovative innovative you know innovative look and then just just a really clever and 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 uh fun plot and a fun plot for the whole family you know as you're saying this adults are going to appreciate different things and the kids are going to appreciate different things and and that's the brilliance of uh, i think of so many of these movies agreed including this one yeah uh yeah and my yeah my last thing for it too is just that i would highly recommend uh seeing it in 3d too if you can because I, I mean oh yeah i bet that was great i only saw it in 2d i bet in 3d it was terrific yeah i there's a uh, hector navarro he he does uh He's done a lot of animation like, yes. review shows before, and he's absolutely on the Heroes Reforged. Heroes channel. Reforged, one of my yeah. favorite YouTube channels. He he used to do a thing on Nerdist that was called like Animation, and it was very close to the t- title of Animation Fascination, and it was like Animation Inspection, or but it was very very close to the title of this show, and I was like, I mean, all right, uh, but. Yeah, so that that's gonna do it for us talking about uh, DreamWorks Puss in Boots: The Last Wish this week. Uh, we do have some recommendations. Uh, we'll be back in with those in just a moment, though. All right, and we are back with our recommendations. So for our recommendations this week, what did you want to recommend, everybody? Stanford. So. Mark, I this week watched a new documentary that I think it was I think it was put on Disney Plus uh, on November 18th, which is Mickey Mouse's birthday. And it's a Mickey Mouse documentary called Mickey, the Story of a Mouse. And it's a really interesting uh, documentary. It was it was uh, quite educational. I thought they were going for maybe a little more serious tone, but one of the highlights of this thing and why, why I want to recommend it, I mean, part of it because it's just well done and I love Mickey Mouse, but they have this uh, 60-second animated short film that they've put it in the end of it called Mickey in a Minute. And it's hand-drawn and it's just a joy to watch, you know, just to see Mickey again in, in hand-drawn form through so the, you know the different iterations that he's been in over the years and uh i just i loved it if, if you do anything fast forward <laughs> you know to this 60 second clip it's really cool nice i'll definitely want to check that out i haven't watched it yet but i do definitely want to watch it it's it's on my my queue to watch uh nice uh and i i hope we get more mickey stuff from them animated wise uh me too just since i mean since it did all started with a mouse then you know should keep doing stuff with mickey yes uh my recommendation i'm gonna keep it short and sweet it's not animated but i really enjoyed it a lot was the glass onion uh i knew benoit blanc mystery from ryan johnson uh i really enjoyed knives out that he put out a few years back 
and then the, this one was really great as well too there's some nice little cameos in there too that i won't uh spoil uh but one of them i didn't even realize until i was looking at the credits during the end of the movie and that when i saw that it made me laugh uh so uh, i would highly recommend uh the glass onion film if you got a chance to see it in theaters back in november then i am very jealous uh, i know stanford stanford got to yeah. see it then uh, yeah. but it is on netflix now good stuff uh, and there's rumors that it'll get put back out in theaters again hopefully so i'll probably I hope go, so it, if it does i'll go check it out again that way but uh that that will do it for this episode uh don't forget you can follow us on twitter individually or the show i could find all the info in the show notes uh whether you're watching this on youtube or in the show notes in the podcast catcher that you're listening to it on um you can also find us on all social media like facebook instagram there as well just by again right there in sort of show notes for animation fascination you can email us at animation fascination podcast at gmail.com our website is animationfascination.net where you'll find this episode among all the other episodes we've done this year and the ones that we did seven years ago as well so uh you also find a link there for any animation fascination merch like shirt magnets whatever you want it's it's there uh our buddy trent factor edits our episodes but again thank you for listening to us this year in 2022 as we've returned after a seven-year hiatus um if you just joined us for the first time this year thank you as well uh but that's the last animation fascination episode of 2022 uh when we come back it'll be star wars related and then we have a special surprise for episode 100 near the end of january so i'm mark vibbert for myself stanford clark uh thank you for listening Happy New Year and make sure to tune in again next time. <laughs>